Welcome to Hastings Outdoors, straight from the Mississippi Flyway to your hearts. Let's go! Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Hastings Outdoors, coming to you not live in any way, shape, or form from the world-renowned at this point, or at least the, uh, the... It's the Hastings Outdoor Studio from my garage. Welcome. Come on in, have a seat. Kick your feet up, relax. Going to move this mic just a pinch closer, guys. Um, yeah, uh, in case you haven't noticed yet, um, this may be the cutest episode ever. And no, I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about the newest addition to the Hastings Outdoor crew, a.k.a. Uh, this beautiful little lab pup here who is chewing on a uh, mallard wing as we speak. Getting him started early. Uh, just picked this guy up today. Um, yeah. So, more on that in a minute. Uh, starting with project updates, guys. Project updates. Um, not a lot going on, guys. I still have a little bit of stuff to do before season. Um, nothing too pressing. Nothing too big. Nothing too crazy. Uh, just more housekeeping type things. And um, that's about it. Uh, as, as always, at least for the last few episodes, season prep and project updates they kind of blur together because uh really about the only thing i've left to do other than work on the heater like i told you guys about to get the hoses uh to hook the uh big buddy mr heater up to a 20 pound lp tank um other than that the only thing i have left to do is change up the decoys um still heavy on teal teal is wash gonna throw those mallards in there get the mix a little bit better for duck season and uh, that's about it guys um yeah uh, other than that, just waiting patiently and thanking the good Lord for each day um, and uh, looking forward to duck season, guys. Super excited. Um, I'm not really sure where I'm going to go just yet. Uh, I don't want to don't want to nail that down too soon or get something in my head just yet because I want to uh, try and do as much scouting or, or whatever as possible in the meantime to try and get – man, you are, going to, you are going to town on this. Anywho, uh, scouting and whatnot in the meantime – um, just to uh, try and set myself up for the best success. Worst case scenario, if I can't find somewhere that looks really birdie, um, I'll just I'll figure it out. I'll go somewhere. Uh, I still, I, for the life of me, I haven't I haven't had time to do this, but I absolutely need to get up and uh, up to this uh, spot I, I saw and and see if I can track down the property owner uh, because there's a decent sized pond uh, on private property, middle of nowhere, pretty much that always uh, I mean for the last month has been holding birds. And, uh, I mean, geese, uh, ducks, and mostly mallards, mostly Canada's. I've seen some, um, some cranes, some herons in there, uh, sandhill cranes, blue herons, whatever they are, uh, at about 60 miles an hour. It's kind of hard to identify that. It's, it's a crane-type bird, a heron-type bird. Uh, either way, um, every time I drive by there, uh, at least on a weekly basis, I see birds. And it looks really good. So, fingers crossed, I can find some time to get up there and talk to that guy. Um, or those people, I don't know. I'm not really sure how it works out. It's in, it's in a family trust uh, type situation, so you're, I'm never sure on who to talk to uh, when it comes to a trust because um, yeah, you never know how it works out. Uh, is the oldest the first on the trust? Do they have the most responsibility or whatever it may be? You never really – you're not really sure until you start talking to folks until uh, – or I guess I, until you start talking to folks and, uh, you know, on who figuring out who to just, who to talk to, who to talk to guys, who you going to call goosebusters. All right. Um, man, I should, that, that's a t-shirt right there, guys. So we're going to get that on a t-shirt and, uh, throw it up for sale here, guys. 
and all the proceeds will go to the Get Alamo Hunting slash Get Alamo Gun Fund. Um, honestly, I thought about starting a GoFundMe for Alamo just to see what would happen. I'm not sure how the taxation works out on that because it is technically income. It's not really earned income. It's income nonetheless. Uh, I never was an accountant, guys. Uh, a lot of business, but not so much accounting. Um, I get the general concepts, but uh, as far as taxation goes, I'm not really sure how that works out. So that being said, who knows? Maybe we'll start Alamo a GoFundMe for the uh, Remember the Alamo Fund and getting Alamo uh, a shotgun so he can participate in the wonderfulness that is waterfowl hunting. And I, 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 I've tried to preface this to Alamo. And if I haven't, maybe I need to. I don't know. Either way, next time I talk to him, I'm going to let him know that, hey, uh, I'm really not that great at this yet. Uh, but... I'm better than the couch at duck hunting. So it's got to be worth something. Um, but I, I don't know. With, with, uh, with practice, uh, with time, uh, always trying to improve, always trying to get better at what I do in all areas of life, um, whether it be uh, being a better husband, whether it be being the best dad I can be, uh, whatever it is, I'm always pursuing progress in those areas to improve. And hunting is one of those areas too. Uh, because I like doing it. And so I'm always trying to get better, trying to learn, trying to grow, and trying to expand uh, my knowledge and information and, and wisdom on hunting. Uh, that way I can be successful. I mean, is, uh, yes, I love enjoying the time outdoors. I, I, love, I love just the, for the most part, the quiet um, and just being outside. I love seeing the sunrise. I love seeing sunsets. Um, not to get crazy on here guys I, i'm not talking about walks on the beach but i enjoy the outdoors i enjoy i enjoy just getting out there a lot but when it comes to hunting you know i also enjoy harvesting protein so that's why i do it um literally guys i i've said this a few times in a, in a few different episodes uh way back in the day um <laughs> i don't even remember what episode but i have talked about the first time i i I grilled uh, some duck breast, some mallard breast, and I was, after that, I was hooked, guys. It was delicious. And to me, it tasted somewhere uh, between a pork chop and a uh, ribeye steak. That's how it came out for me. Uh, if that's how it's going to be every time, then um, I wish duck season was year-round because that was delicious. And um, I, I don't think I'd actually had duck before that. I think the only duck I had before that was farm-raised, and um, honestly, I don't remember it. So... It's probably a good thing, uh, but yeah, the wild duck, whoo, let me tell you something. That's some good stuff right there. If you are a carnivore type, uh, then you are welcome here. If you are not so much carnivore type, hey, you're still welcome, but you know, no one's really going to take your opinion seriously, so keep that in mind. But if you guys like protein, if you like meat, if you like, you know, animal protein, then duck especially wild duck it's a good way to go i highly recommend it and um I, I can't say i'm a connoisseur of the animal proteins um but i think most americans at some point in their life have have had different kinds of stuff uh, you know chicken uh fish steak you know all kinds of beef uh pork all kinds of stuff i mean there's a variety everywhere you go now i am going to warn you guys if you think fast food is a variety then i'm sorry I hate to break it to you, but that is garbage food. Um, really, in my opinion, I, yes, I do consume some fast food as a necessity at times. It is not my choice. 
I do not enjoy it. Uh, but there are times where uh, I am out of time and don't have time to, you know, actually get decent food or make decent food. And so once in a blue moon, yes, I will get a, a burger from somewhere. If I had my choice, it'd probably be like Wendy's because that tastes the, the least worse. Don't know. But if you get that bacon one, oh, man. I like bacon. I like cheeseburgers. I like bacon cheeseburgers. The Baconator or whatever it is, that's, that's just a bit much. And then I, maybe it's just the Wendy's I go to all the time, but when they put mayo on it, it's like they take half the jar and just, like, dump it on there. And, and like, I like mayo, too. A little bit of mayo on a sandwich is delicious. But in moderation, folks, if I can't taste the, the bacon for the mayo – then what's the what's the point of eating the bacon? I didn't want a mayo burger. I wanted a bacon cheeseburger. Anywho, getting on a rant there. But um, yeah, if you if you if you guys uh, hey if you're doing the carnivore diet, God bless you for that. Um, wild protein's great, man. Wild protein is great. Uh, and I I know there, there for whatever reason this is still a, still a thing. It's still around. I'm not sure why. I'm not sure what it is. But um, for some reason, people, man, you are, dude, 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 you're making a mess. You're making, you're making, you're making a mess. You puppy, you. Okay. Well, there's not really anything in there I'm too worried about. Um, but, man, that doesn't smell that great. Um, <laughs> where was I? What, what was I even talking about? <sighs> totally lost my train of thought, guys. All I heard was the crunching in the background. And uh, by the background, I mean, I heard it in my headphones, so you probably heard it too. So there's that. Um, yeah, anywho. Uh, oh, yeah. So there's this weird stigma about wild game that I, I can say I've experienced it, but in my own practice, I've never experienced it. Um, but people, for whatever reason, there's this, this little, I call it a catchphrase, a slogan, uh, a word, whatever, that people try to hang their hat on when it comes to wild game. And everyone says, Oh, well, I like I, I wouldn't mind it, but it's got this gamey flavor. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? What exactly does that mean? Um, and I think I think for for the most part, what people mean by that is it doesn't taste like a farm raised or a pen raised animal that's been fed a ton of grain its whole life. and it doesn't taste like that, so it must be bad. Well, believe it or not, I hate to break it to you guys. But an animal, like, uh, say, a cow or a pig that's been fed grain its whole life uh, is not a healthy animal to begin with. And, yes, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not judging here because I absolutely love a nice, juicy, grain-fed ribeye. It's delicious. That animal wasn't exactly healthy. However, it tastes good. I get it. But at the same time, to try and try and uh, demean wild game based off of farm-raised, it's it's in my opinion, it's, it's archaic, it's ignorant, and it has really no, really no merit to it. Um, if it's personal, personal, if it, if it's personal preference, that's a different story. If it's personal preference, if you're just like, ah, you know, it's not bad, but it's just not my cup of tea. Hey, thank you for your honesty. And okay, that's fine. Ain't no, nobody's gonna complain about that. And if they do, they're, they're ridiculous. But um, no, I've heard so many times in my life, especially with like venison, and stuff like that. People are like, oh, it's so gamey. It's really tough. You got to tenderize it for five years before you chew that steak. What? I'm, I'm exaggerating. But um, you get the point. Uh, there's all these myths and, and whatever about, like, especially venison and stuff like that. 
and I can tell you this much, guys. Uh, if you age your venison, okay, that's your it's your preference. It's your deer. Um, I'm not buying it. Not buying it. Um, I don't think it's a requirement. And to be honest with you guys, I think a lot of a lot of people, the way they do it, are taking some serious risks when it comes to introducing bacteria to that meat and tainting that meat and potentially causing illness down the road. Um, my opinion is I've never aged a deer. I haven't ever. I've tried a deer that was aged and it tasted pretty bad. Um, and I've, I've never aged my deer. Uh, I've always field dressed them, got them cooled down as quick as possible and got them into the butcher as soon as possible. And yes, I have butchered my own deer before. Um, it's just a lot of work and it takes a lot of time. I don't have the time to do that. And when I, when I still had a deer hunting property, Yeah. Anywho. Um, and honestly, the butcher, the, the butcher that I take my stuff to, um, it's, it, it's really not that bad to get it processed. Now there are a lot of butchers out there. I will say guys, if you're looking to get wild game done, um, a lot of them do not do, um, any kind of wild fowl. Um, for whatever reason, I think it has to do something with, uh, something with bird flu type stuff. Not really sure on that. Not I wouldn't take my word for that. Um, but uh, a lot of a lot of butchers and uh, meat processing facilities uh, will do deer uh, for the most part. And the place I take mine to, um, actually, it's um, oh, where's it at? I'm trying to give you guys a ballpark, but there's really no reference. It's in northern Indiana. We'll put it that way. Um, they're really it's a it's a smaller business. It's they're straight up butcher shop. And they have a, a nice little storefront, and uh, they do a lot of stuff, um, a lot of, uh, you know, your standard agricultural type animals, you know, beef, pork, poultry, um, that kind of stuff. And um, they do deer as well. And the cost wasn't bad, guys. It really wasn't bad. The last time I had a deer process, they charged like a $5 skinning fee, which I get. But at the same time, 5 bucks to skin out a deer for me? Pfft. Here's 5 bucks. I'm, I'm cool with that. Um, I, I don't mind skinning out a deer, but it, if I can pay someone five bucks to save me however much time, then okay, that's fine by me. Um, but, uh, no, the, the last rate they had that I know of was it was a dollar per pound of processed meat. So say you get a, um, say you get a three-year-old doe, a mature doe, and, um, you harvest that animal, field dress it, get it all cleaned up, take it to the butcher. Uh, you're getting that five dollar fee that you pay once you get your meat, and um, for uh, skinning. Sorry. At one time they called it a processing fee, but I asked them, and they're like, "Oh, that's just for the skinning." I'm like, "Okay, well that makes sense." Um, but after that, uh, usually it's about a week turnaround at this place, and uh, your meat comes packaged how you want. They'll season it how you want. Um, seasoning is pretty much included um, up to a certain extent. And obviously, you have to pay more for extras, so specialty-type things like summer sausage, uh, snack sticks, jerky, that kind of thing, bratwurst, whatever it may be. You have to – that's an additional fee because it's an additional process, but the straight butchering is a dollar per pound of processed meat. I, now, I don't know if it's going to be that way everywhere. It should be because, honestly, it – this business is flourishing, guys. They are, are doing very well. They've actually expanded and added an entire separate building – just for chicken processing they're doing very well and uh come deer season 
uh, you can roll up to this place and, and the deer drop-off area, you'll see tons and tons of deer laid out there, dragging them in, getting them processed. And it's, <clears throat> it's really good. I've never had any issues out of it, never had any hair. Um, and uh, usually when I would get a deer, pro I'm getting so weird on this podcast. Um, kind of on a super tangent here, but that's all right. When I would get a deer processed, I would uh, have uh, save the back straps, uh, steaks, and um, usually a roast or two, and the inside loins, save those. Uh, usually I had the, the back straps and the inside loins whole because uh, I like to do what I, you know, if I want to cook one whole, great. If I want to slice it and, and grill them as fillets, I'll do that too. Um, but I'll leave those whole. And occasionally, I'll have, I'll, occasionally depending on, on how the deer was shot, I would save the ribs for the most part. Um, and uh, usually the rest was ground because, you know, my family uses a lot of ground. Uh, tacos are, are bueno, and especially venison tacos because it's not greasy. But, um, yeah, no, for the most part, I would have uh, a majority of it ground. Uh, like I said, save the back straps, inside loins, um, and have some steaks cut. But outside of that, it was the rest was ground. And, they, I mean, they package it. You know, they'll package, package the ground in two-pound portions or one-pound portions. I opted with one pound because I can always thaw it more. But once you thaw it, you know, if you if you have extra, then you kind of got to use it in, in a, you know, a shorter window. And so, realistically, like I said, if you get a three-year-old three, -year, three -year -old doe, like a mature doe, something like that, three or four years, whatever, um, you, you would ballpark get about 60, 65 pounds a meter or so back. So, you're looking about 75 bucks with tax give or take a fuzz, um, for 65 pounds of meat. Not a bad deal. Now, now, granted, it, uh, for the accountant types out there, uh, you will have to factor in the, the cost of the license, the cost of hunting, the traveling, all that stuff. And, yes, it does all add up. But at the end of the day, you're getting a, a wild protein source, a wild lean protein source that is actually very nutritious. And uh, it's, it's not that expensive. Um, if you do it yourself, but, um, that, that being said, guys, um, if you, the biggest, the biggest thing I've found when it comes to people complaining about gaminess and food, whether it be fish, whether it be uh, rabbit, deer, turkey, any of that stuff is cleaning it, how you process that animal before you get it to a butcher, before you butcher it yourself, how you field strip or field, you know, whatever dress that animal is going to make the biggest impact on the way that meat turns out. I like to leave the skin on, obviously, uh, because it's five bucks to get it done on a deer. But that skin also protects the meat from dirt or bacteria or, or whatever. Um, so hypothetically, this is going to get a little little detailed and a little gory here. I, I do apologize. Um, so if, if you're kind of squeamish and you don't like uh, talking about processing animals, um, hit the little plus 15 button here. Uh, but... If you are field dressing that animal and you have your hands in the stomach and chest cavity of that animal around the uh, digestive tract, uh, stomach, bladder, uh, colon, large intestine, small intestine, all that stuff, uh, there's bacteria galore in there. And so if you, if you have your hands in there and you're cleaning out all the, the guts and junk that you don't want, and you're, and you then go skin that animal. You have cross contamination from the gut cavity to the meat to the to the flesh of that animal, and it will be tainted. 
So it's just not worth the risk. So in my opinion, I leave the skin on. It protects the animal. And um, if you guys like to like to hang it and dry it and whatever, that's that's up to you. I don't I don't recommend it. It's it's a risk not worth taking, um, in my opinion, because of food poisoning and stuff like that. Um, and especially if it's for your family, just don't worry about it. You can always age a steak later. It's true. Uh, you don't have to age the whole animal. That's just my opinion. My thoughts for the day. Anywho's my calls. It's my guest has uh, decided to lay down for a minute. Um, but yeah, so long story short and getting long winded on, on a lot of rambling there about a lot of things. Welcome to Hastings Outdoors, folks. Um, remember the Alamo guys. And if you guys want to donate to the, get my buddy a gun slash get my buddy hunting fund slash remember Alamo and he's a gun fund, whatever you want to call it, uh, hit up Hastings Outdoors at outlook.com or socials, whatever. Let's make it happen, guys. All 12 of you guys. Theoretically, if you guys all put in like 20 bucks, that'd be a, that'd be cool. But nevertheless, Alamo shall be hunting. I will make it happen some way, one way or another. Where there's a will, there's a way. Alamo, we need to invite somebody named Will Hunting. Not good Will Hunting, just Will, because where there's a will, there's a way. Anywho, moving on, guys. Uh, if I can perk my guest up here for a minute. And introduce you guys. Oh, come here, big man. All right. It may be hard to see because his coat is black and the background is black. Come on. No, look at the camera. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Come on. Come on, big man. As you guys know, um, waterfowl hunting, uh, it's good to have a retriever. And uh, I honestly didn't think uh, getting a retriever was going to be on the horizon for a while. Um, just due to cost, because in this area, from what I've seen, most uh, AKC labs, people are asking anywhere from seven to nine hundred per pup. Now, I understand that with you know quote unquote champion bloodlines and and stuff like that, yeah, it's it's the pup will be more valuable, whatever. But uh, for your run of mill AKC lab, um, that's that's kind of pricey in my opinion, and. Uh, in true Hastings Outdoors fashion, trying to uh, trying to save money where I can, how I can, and as often as I can, um, with my hunting out outdoorsy stuff, um, I kind of I put that on my wish list, not so much on the let's let's try to make this happen list. And um, long story short, uh, out of the blue, one day not that long ago, uh, this past weekend I believe, Tallahassee calls me up and says, "Hey man, uh, this guy's got AKC Labs." Uh, for 200 a piece uh with uh, and come to find out with the economy the way it is right now and especially in this area um people aren't buying dogs and uh so this guy he they were born this litter was born in june and he's had them at pretty much all of them except for one i believe since and hasn't been able to sell them and apparently dropped his price oh hi buddy thank you thank you for that i appreciate that and uh so i went to check him out and I talked to my wife and I asked her, you know, hey, like, is this okay? Can we do this? And uh, she kind of gave me some crap because she's wanting to go buy some Grinch decorations or something at, at the store. And in all fairness, I was giving her giving her a little bit of gruff about that and playing with her and joking with her about that. And so she was joking with me. But in case you guys haven't figured this out yet, by text message, it's not really not really easy sometimes to tell what uh, – what's joking and what's not so uh i kind of left alone just said okay and uh left at that but i talked to her about it and uh she gave me the go-ahead so now this little guy 
Say hi. No, over here. Come on, work with me. Work with me. It, it, it's your 15 minutes, bud. Anywho, this little guy, Sam, is the newest addition, and he is absolutely adorable. Okay, you want to lay down? No, you just want lovings. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so I'd, I've been looking into, uh, I mean, for the last year and change, I've been looking into uh, dogs and training dogs uh, for retrieval, that kind of thing, and, and just kind of studying up because I knew eventually I, I planned to have a lab of my own to take hunting. And, um, well, today's that day, guys. And uh, my, my sleepy guest here, um, what are you doing? Yeah. But, yeah, so that's pretty much all I had to talk about, guys. Um, I do want to uh, kind of talk about training here a little bit. Um, when it comes to training dogs, there are, oh, my gosh, there are a thousand theories, a thousand ways to do it. And um, I, I've actually done pretty extensive research on this. Uh, I actually have a great uncle who used to train uh, retrievers and compete with them and all that stuff. And um, so maybe I'll, I'll get a hold of him and um, – See if you can help me out here, uh, because I've never trained a dog for retrieval before, so this is going to be an experiment. Uh, but um, I, I know there's a lot that goes into it. Um, and sorry, I'm trying to pull up the name of this book real quick. And I also, uh, when I was researching it, a, a lot of people recommended this book for uh, training a retrieving dog, a hunting dog. And it's um, I ended up purchasing it at a while back. It's called Sporting Dog and Retriever Training, The Wild Roseway, Raising a Gentleman's Gun Dog for Home and Field. Um, and this is uh, from, it, there's two authors, uh, Paul Furson and Mike Stewart. This was originally published in uh, 2012. And um, it's from uh, Wild Rose Kennels, uh, I guess the gentleman who started that. And um, from what the interweb says, this is a really good go-to for uh, training dogs. So that's on the horizon, and uh, if if my wife doesn't get too cranky about it or too upset about it or, or decide that I'm getting a little carried away, as I often do, which she's probably right about, um, yeah, now I got cool stuff to buy. So uh, stuff for training, nice collar, stuff like that, you know, for my hunting buddy, right? For my sleepy hunting buddy. Any who's going to call this, guys, um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm – Man, it's kind of nice because I, I guess I probably should have added that to the project or the uh, whatever intro. Uh, yeah, project updates. Start training. Um, now, I know with I know with hunting dogs, obviously, uh, this little guy was born in June. He's still pretty young. And um, as far as right now goes, um, and I will reference multiple sources on how to go about doing this. Um, I've trained dogs in the past, past for, you know, pets um, as far as simple commands, you know, come sit, uh, stay. Um, you know, like in stuff like that, uh, potty training, you know, general behavioral stuff. Um, but, um, uh, from what I've gathered from the interwebs and I, I'll do some research on this, but from, uh, what, what I've seen so far, uh, what most people recommend is starting with the basics like commands, you know, name recognition, uh, stuff like that, behavioral, uh, teach them manners, that kind of thing. Start there and, and get a good foundation and build trust with your dog. And then you start to add in other concepts and build upon them as you go. And so that's kind of where I'm at right now. Um, really just trying to hit the ground running, uh, not to overwhelm dear Sam here, 
and uh, <laughs> not to uh, frustrate him or overwhelm him, but to uh, start to establish that really good uh, foundation for training moving on into the future. And uh, that being said, guys, uh, unfortunately, I am out of time. Uh, this is going to be one of the shorter podcasts, but hey, that's okay. Uh, I just really, um, man, I actually, I, 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 I probably would have had more time, but hey, I had to had to go get a hunting buddy. So if you guys if you guys can find it in your hearts to forgive me for that, I'll appreciate it. If not, um, there's other podcasts you can listen to. That being said, ladies and gentlemen, uh, you're gonna hear this in just a moment. Please, if you like like this, if you want to support it, whatever it is. Uh, hit the thumbs up button, like, share, subscribe, all that stuff. Check out Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Spotify. It's also available on Apple Podcasts. And um, it was available on Google Podcasts, but I believe Google uh, is switching from Google Podcasts. It's going to be somewhere on YouTube. Not sure how it's going to work out. Uh, I'm not sure if that's live or anything yet, but I will look into that to make sure it's available in as many places as possible. But uh, the biggest thing you guys can do if you want to help out, if you're enjoying the goofiness, if you're enjoying uh, some odd, weird rants and tips and tricks from the garage, Share. Share it for me, guys. I appreciate it. And uh, until then, guys, or until next time, I will catch you later. Um, For you uh, who are like me, still waiting on duck season to arrive, hang in there. Uh, A little over a week to go in northern Indiana, so get your gear ready, get everything ready, and hang in there, and I'll catch you guys next time. Peace! Check out Hastings Outdoors on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Like, share, subscribe, follow, all that good stuff. Thanks for listening.